Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Force Fan Podcast on our website at forcefanpodcast.com and on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to Fans of the Force Podcast. Real quick, real quick, real quick. If we are all Star Wars characters, who would you be? Who are you most like? Adrian, go. Uh, K2SO. What'd you say? K2SO. Okay. Cat Ray, who are you most like? (laughs) (laughs) R2D2. You're matching with R2 today, too. I mean, I thought that was a Rex looking jacket, but it could also be R2. (laughs) Um... I know who I'd most like to be. Like yeah. Leia. Yeah. Yeah. She's edgy, though. She is. She's pretty edgy. She's also, well, she's political. I feel a little yeah. political. Yeah. Not yeah. as political as. Right. Pat, Padme's more political. Padme was political, too. Yeah. True. True story. I think Padme's a lot nicer than I am, though. So, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Leia's snarky. That that's more that's more my speed. Yeah. What about you, John? Uh, I mean, there's nobody really like me in Star Wars. <laughs> Hondo, there really just... isn't. But yeah, Hondo. Okay, I'm Hondo. Hondo. <laughs> With less of the kidnapping and well, well, we, we don't know that cat. I mean, <laughs> I I. I do gather up the grandsons and take them to my house once in a while if that's, but it's not, you know, forced. It's usually kind of like, please take them. He's rebels, yeah. rebels, Hondo, not, not, He's not Clone mellow, Wars. mellowed Hondo. Yeah. Okay. Not, right. I'm kidnapping Jedi and selling them. Yeah. Hondo. He's the one that misremembers <laughs> okay. all that as, I used to be friends with Jedi. That's the Hondo he is. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Can you see that? Is yeah. that, is that a good pick? I've, you know what? I didn't even think of that, but that's perfect. Yep, I'm Hondo. Notice how quickly I said that, though. You did, yeah. You put some thought into this previously, have. haven't you? That's why, I guess he has. That's why you mentioned Padme for Kateri and Hondo for you, because I have thought about <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, I just... I don't think... I think my... I think Padme's temperament is much more calm, and I definitely kind of get that, like, Anakin snap anger, you know? Right. So... You've got a little 3PO in you, too. <laughs> There's a little 3PO in you. There is. There's a little oh, 3PO. Dear. Oh, dear. Oh, my. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> this is my lot in life. <laughs> uh, long-suffering. Oh, my right. God. That is yes. so Cat Ray. <laughs> that should be our our new avatars. We should change our icons to that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The cat rays can rotate between four different <laughs> characters. <laughs> no one can contain my magnitude. Right. Oh, I wish yes. you, I wish you guys could have seen me at the workshop today because I was totally channeling K two, just just standing oh, really? there all. All right, I'm all monotone and just indifferent to this software that I'm teaching this group of faculty. And maybe I shouldn't be talking about this, but no one at my school listens to this podcast, so it's okay. But totally (laughs) just, it was K2. I was K2 today, and I I survived because of that. Nice. Good job. We all have to sometimes um, put on a different hat and pretend to be somebody else when you're really yourself. 
just to get through the day. It's true. That was profound. Well done. That wasn't intentional at all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I probably read it in a fortune cookie or something. Hey, some it's better than some of the fortune cookies I've gotten lately. I got one the other day that just said stop. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Just stop. That's kind of depressing. Like actually. okay, Okay. Like, what the heck? Did you flip it over and it said hammer time? I did not turn it over. You should have flipped it I over. I should have flipped it over. Maybe you're missing out. Maybe there was a whole other fortune waiting for you. Could have had a whole song in your head, too. Or it could have just been empty, like everything else in my life. Lucky. Oh, wow. wow. That, <laughs> that took a really depressing turn. That was very C-3PO. That was. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, it's a droid. So uh, made to, I'm droid Made to suffer. So a lot in life. life. <laughs> well, I'm not going that Cat way. Cat Ray, um, what's going on in Star Wars? We got some news? Um, Not a ton of news right now. Um, floating around the internet, there is some behind-the-scenes Pictures uh, from The Force Awakens, including a picture of young Luke Skywalker that was going to be part of Rey's Force fi- original Force vision uh, in The Force Awakens. Um, that popped up on the internet this week. But that picture didn't look like any young Luke Skywalker we've ever seen. It looked a lot like Anakin. For a it second, I thought like someone Anakin Skywalker. I thought someone photoshopped uh, Hayden's face onto Luke. The first totally time I saw it, totally what I thought. Like well, the, the hair, take. the hair was a little longer. I think. Um, yeah. Presumably, they weren't using like going to be using a close up. It was probably for more of a yeah, yeah, wide angle body double, whatever. But um, I got a distinct Anakin vibe from that photo more than Luke, actually, which is why I saw uh-huh. it. And I kind of thought it I thought it was fake because I thought the same thing. I was like, this is photoshopped. Who did this? <laughs> um, and that's why they didn't use it. Yeah, maybe. Dude, I am just like impressed they got that far into that scene in production. I, I thought it was like a right. concept that they never even bothered to film, but... But they are, yeah. But hey, but look, those yeah. exist, so... What? Yeah. We could have had an actual Vader cameo in Force Awakens had that gone through. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Very true. Crazy business. But um, let's see. Other than that, there has not been, things have been pretty quiet um, since we've got, since we got news of the Cassian series. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Have you guys, sorry falling down on the job have you guys heard anything buzzworthy newsworthy mm. battlefront 2 obi-wan kenobi hello that's there. right yes <laughs> everything is better voiced by jt right yeah yep. james arnold taylor who has a new podcast i don't know if you guys have been listening oh, cool. to it i uh, did not i am not did not know but i think you mentioned that before yeah which is cool. That I, I did know and just completely forgot. 
<laughs> Chalk it up to my age. I've been catching up on my podcasts, and I think I'm actually going to get to his tomorrow at some point. So I'll let Ooh, you guys cool. know. Let's see what's up. All right. All right. Cool, cool. Cool. But yeah, like cat racing, pretty, pretty uh, slowish. Right yeah. Oh, well, there was the the article that you sent that hinted that we might get an episode Maybe. nine title. Possibly. Oh, Possibly. in two weeks, yeah. Rumored. Perhaps. I mean, you know. Star you know, Wars, right. episode nine, the ninth yeah. one. <laughs> the ninth one, yeah. The last one. The last one. Pro- no, for but real. Probably not. Yeah. For <laughs> Believe me. For the, last w- the last one before the other ones start. No, Star Wars Episode Nine. Get over it. <laughs> you know who you are. I like that title. Star Wars Episode Nine. J.J. Abrams, you're a lot of fanboys' only hope. <laughs> um, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess we did get um, more details about Star Wars Land coming to the Disney parks, right? Um, including new music by John Williams, John Williams theme. That's and right. The Millennium Falcon ride, and also some details about the more immersive experience um, that's going to be happening at Disney World. Um, which sounds cool. All of it. Expensive, but cool. <laughs> I've um, never been to Disney World, but I've Disney landed three times. <laughs> That's funny. I've been to Disneyland three times too, John. Yeah. Well, maybe number four will be there at the same time. Maybe. That would be a lot of fun. That'd be epic. I'm saying it now. And Adrian too. What? Ha ha. I'm, I'm saying it now. If, if I do get married at some point in my life, it is going to yeah. be on the Millennium Falcon. All right. Ooh. Okay. I, I am going to push for that. Like, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I you hope. know, you know somebody who can legally do that for you, and he's talking in the microphone right now. <laughs> what? Oh, that's right. I am a uh, ordained Jedi Knight. Yes, you are. Ooh. And um, and can legally marry people. Awesome. Yeah. I could I could already imagine how that conversation will, will go. Hey, so you know John from the podcast and you know that new Millennium Falcon thing? Uh, <laughs> we're, gonna we're, get, we're getting married there. Just just don't don't say nothing. It's happening. I got married on a beach, so I was pretending it was Tatooine, so <laughs> lots of sand. No, sand everywhere. Oh. There's no water. I was though. like, there's no water on Tatooine, man. You I wasn't. Up. I wasn't looking that far. The all moisture right, evaporators right. were really working overtime. <laughs> Wait, Tatooine or Tatooine? Tatooine. Definitely Tatooine. I don't think I've ever pronounced it a different way. I think I just did. I think I said Tatooine. <laughs> Tatooine. But it's Tatooine. Luke says Tatooine to me. on to me. in the Empire Strikes Back. Right. He, he's well, he's the dirt farmer that lived there all his life. But then again, no one can pronounce Jakku the same way consistently either, so. Right. Han and Han. Han and so. Han. Jakku I and believe, Jakku. I believe it's it's in-universe that people throughout the galaxy pronounce things slightly differently, so however you want to say it. It's acceptable. Fine. It's yeah. Exactly. 
like Twi'lek and Twi'lek. Who's this? Well, tell that to Dark Vader. Oh, we're not going there, John. <laughs> You're going down a path I cannot follow, buddy. <laughs> Padme. Padme. Right. Right. Yeah. No. Star Wars pronunciations. That's a future episode. That could be a future episode. It'd be a very short episode. It would but... be. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I think we've pretty much covered it ex- most as extensively as we ever will right now. It could be. All right. it, it could be a good uh, ASMR video. Just you know, get all quiet up to a mic. Pot me. Pot me. Tatooine. No. No one getting any chills. No. No. Not working. No. Padme. No. <laughs> Padme, pod racing, pad racing. I think those are two separate sports. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Do it. Do it. All right. Well, (laughs) why don't we move on to our main topic? Yeah, this is an interesting one. This is a very interesting one and, and one that we've, you know, gotten a lot of buzz. Um, how did we stumble across this topic? Well, um, one of our listeners and followers on Twitter, Ryan Bullock, um, tweeted that, you know, if any podcasts were interested, uh, he had questions. And I sent out a response saying, sure, hit us up. And Ryan asked, what is your or our favorite Disney era characters in Star Wars. Oh, yeah. And so we thought that might be a fun topic to discuss. So we're going to talk about that tonight and look at our talk about our favorite Disney era Star Wars characters. So not legacy characters and not Clone Wars characters because Clone Wars, while we love a lot of the people that we were introduced to there, Right. They don't count because that was before Disney took over. Although we're we talking are about new Clone Wars, but we're not counting ca- it today for our purposes characters, today. Characters created after the Disney takeover. Yes. Okay. And yet, that's not Very stopping good. people from picking Boba Fett. Right. <laughs> Or Anakin Skywalker. Or Anakin Skywalker. (laughs) That is very interesting, too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So we took it a step further and have come up with our top 10 Disney-era characters. We each picked three characters, and we all unanimously picked our number one character, uh, all all the same character. So, um, so I, I, I think it'll be fun to, uh, kind of go around the podcast here and talk about each of our top threes, which we kind of, sort of had some crossover and said, okay, you take that one. I'll take this one, that sort of thing. So, (laughs) so we, we do have shared love for all of the characters on the list. That's right. But we are at. 
for the sake of the podcast, owning three characters that are our top three favorites, plus the bonus character that we all love the very most. The collective um, so uh, favorite. The, the, collective the collective favorite. A collective favorite. A collective favorite. I like that. Yes. <laughs> the definitive collective favorite of all time. Forever. Sort of. Kind of. Forever. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Depends on my mood. I'm not willing to, to commit to that. Until new characters are introduced that, we, that, we, that are fresh in our minds and we like them more. Yeah. Well, I think the other the other reason this is a kind of fun thing to talk about is because next year we are going to be getting a bunch of new content in The Mandalorian with presumably we'll see new characters in the Cassian series, maybe not the Clone Wars, um, but who knows? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're we're also I mean, episode nine will be coming out and presumably there are new characters that we'll be meeting there to fall in love with or in hate with. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's, (laughs) it's fun to look at it right now and like, who do we really like right now? And then in a year that could be totally different because there's just so many to choose from. It could be, but at this point we have drawn a line in the sand and these as of today are (laughs) our top 10 Favorite Disney era Star Wars characters. And let's just get rolling. Um, let's go ladies first. Cat Ray, tell us one of your three, please. One of my three. Well, I'm going to start with probably my most favorite, and that's Kanan Jarrus. Oh, um, all right. Kanan yeah. Jarrus, Jedi so, Knight. Yes. So, Caleb Doom. Yes, Caleb Doom slash Kanan Jarrus, um, who I think we first kind of saw in the John Jackson Miller book, um, which I think was kind of right as Disney took over. So it's a little bit of a cheat, but um, we'll allow it. Wait, did we'll that, allow it? Did that predate the the cartoon? I think I did not know that. That's... Wait, okay, now I got a Wikipedia. Well, because... just let it go. Okay. Fine. <laughs> I'll Google it. You'll Google it. Anyway, so I really grew to love Kanan's character over the course of Rebels, yeah. and um, he also got his own comic series, and I really felt that his arc was probably one of the best character arcs ever done in Star Wars over the course of Rebels and including his comic and um, in the book. And so, because you see him go, you know, his master is cut down during Order 66 and he barely survives and he forges a life for himself, kind of denying his Jedi-ness, his his Force sensitivity and kind of tucks that away. Um, And then slowly joining up with Hera and kind of getting back into it and rediscovering his purpose and place in life and where he needed to be and what he needed to do. And that arc was just, it's just really powerful for me to see that take place. And you really see him grow and embrace that after rejecting it for so long. And I mean, not that I've necessarily gone through anything like that in my life, but I think that could speak to a lot of people about, you know, sometimes we try to put something aside 
And then later we discover, no, we need to embrace that and use it to our advantage. And I think that's what Kanan did. And he really grew as a character because of that. Anyway, I just love his character arc so much. And he quickly, quickly made his way in that show as one of my favorite characters. Yeah, I don't disagree. I mean, uh, he's he's certainly, I think in terms of the show Rebels, he's probably my favorite character as well. Um, yeah, I, I think I think he he did have the most uh, arc and the most change. I mean, even visually, you know, physically, um, yeah, and and spiritually, you know, he changed the most over time in that series. So good call on that. Lord yeah. knows it wasn't Ezra who changed the most over that series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, not. that's so like, I don't want to, you know, listen, you know, Ezra was the main character of the show, but I always kind of felt that Kanan's kind of underlying thread and his story was almost more complete in that sense than Ezra's. And I guess that is a little true given that, spoiler alert, Kanan then died in season four while Ezra is still out somewhere in the galaxy. Um, but plus, plus, I mean, honestly, like, I'm still not over his death. Like, that still hurts to think about. Yeah. And I I yeah. have not gone back and rewatched that episode of Rebels. Like, I've watched other stuff around it. But like I don't want to go back and rewatch that episode because I'm afraid I'm gonna cry again. Really? Yeah. Wow. That I remember when that happened, and I think I was traveling with my family, and I was like, <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> I'm crying on the couch at like 10 o'clock at night, and everyone is asleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we all saw it coming. I mean, there yes. there are signs pointing that way, but none of us were ready for it when <laughs> no. it happened. Yeah, still one spoiler of the most hard. Spoiler yeah, alert! Spoiler alert! Even though it's been wait what, like a year, a year and a half. <laughs> Can- yeah, Kanan dies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, Adrian. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Oh, I hate you guys. God. God. Your acting skills are are really improving, sir. <laughs> God, give me some tots. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so that's my number one. Very, very good pick. That's a very, very good pick. Uh, how about you, Adrian? Are we going in a specific order? No, uh, you can just throw one any. out there. You can't just say that was that was her number one. That's her I number just one. started yeah. with my number one. Yeah, but you yeah. don't have to do that. All right. Yeah, no specific order here. Uh, well, I'll go with my number one. <laughs> Some specific order. Yeah, my, my like number one, one like even more number one than our collected group number one <laughs> is a uh, easily Kylo Ren Ben Solo. Wow! Ooh! Oh, oh, wow! Wow! That's a very interesting choice. Tell us more. Well, he got Ryan Johnson to thank for that, for what he did with him in The Last Jedi. He went from mm-hmm. Vader wannabe to to that, a third dimensional character. Like he was he was he was terrifying in The Force Awakens, right? Like he just had yes, yeah. no idea what this guy was gonna do. He's just he was just like ruthless, this fury rage machine. So he, he had the, the physicality, 
right? Going for him in Force Awakens. Plus, the douchebag killed Han Solo. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, any Star Wars antagonist that can kill one of the main three from the OG trilogy. Oh. Oof. So <laughs> yeah, that still so hurts, too. Oof. Ugh. Yeah. And it's such a that. beautiful scene, too. I mean, it's it's it it's tragic, but it's beautiful. It's beautifully done. No, you're totally right. As much as that scene hurts, it's one of my favorite scenes in the whole saga. <sighs> oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I got chills. Yeah, exactly. So we we get we get that in the Force Awakens, right? Just this like conflicted legacy child, pretty much wild card. Yeah, just completely like will throw a tantrum and destroy things. And yeah. stopping laser bolts with the force, I mean, immediately when we meet him. I love how you mentioned that, because that is the first time we really see him. Like, we've seen him in the in the trailers before. They're like, ooh, who's this right. dude? But then his right. introductory scene in The Force Awakens, he stops a blaster bolt, something we've never seen in the movies before. I mean, Vader deflects them, and that's the closest we've seen. Now, this guy stops it midair and keeps it there this for a while. This guy stops it midair yeah. freeze frame, and it just hangs. And, and then he has an entire village slaughtered too, just like yeah, right. whatever. Like okay, as if we kill need them. Them. Yeah, <laughs> this guy, this guy's for nah. real. This guy's for real. He has a tantrum, which I always thought was like, oh my god, this guy could literally snap at anybody. I didn't take it as a crybaby. No, I took it as this guy's freaking dangerous. Right. Vader. Vader is usually collected for the most part. This guy is not. Nice contrast there. He kills freaking Han Solo. Wow. And then even after getting a, a a a shot in the gut, he still puts up a pretty darn good fight against two uh, fairly well-trained, uh, 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 I don't want to say swordsmen, but uh, yeah, people, but fighters. Combatants. fighters, combatants, people yeah. that won't go down easy, right? Right. I mean, that, that's pretty hardcore. So Force Awakens, I'm like, okay, I want to see where this Kylo Ren, Ben Solo character goes. And then we get The Last Jedi where we get to know him as a person, not a symbol. Right. And, like, I don't know. I think it's masterful what they've done with him so far. His relationship with Rey is probably the strongest aspect of this entire sequel trilogy. His his betrayal by Luke, too, and how that damaged him. It comes from a real Further. place. Like, that's, like, right. a relatable thing. And on top of that, he takes out the Emperor. He, take out, he takes out Snoke. Right. Va- yeah. Vader never managed to do that. Right. This guy is, like, he, he graduated from the side villain to, like, he is the antagonist of the sequel trilogy. There's no more Puppet yeah. Master. That, it is him. Right. Yeah. It could go anywhere now. And it probably will. So, very well might. Yeah. So, for that reason, Kylo Ren, Ben Solo is my number one Disney era character. It's a good choice. I mean, I, you know, honestly, I, since Kylo was introduced, I thought he was a very intriguing villain. And so, I, I know, um, while he's not one of my personal favorites, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing where his story goes in episode nine. So good choice. I mean, it, it takes a special kind of character for me to be like, dude, you are terrifying. Then one second later, be like, dude, you suck. 
And then another second later, dude, you just need a hug. <laughs> didn't kill his mama, though. They didn't kill his mama. Didn't kill his mama. One more layer there. Just, just saying. Yeah. That's, I know. I know. Killed his daddy. Couldn't kill his mama. Regretted killing his daddy. Yeah. Did he? I think so. Oh, yeah, dude. Snoke totally calls him out on it. It's like, dude, it's tearing you apart. Look at you. You're, like, pathetic right now. Initially, he regretted it. Regretted it. I don't know about now. Now he's hardened his heart. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, might st- he might still secretly regret it. John Boy. Well, for me, I'm going to go with my number three, and then I'll bring my number one at, toward the end of the discussion. But number three for me is Finn. I just Ooh. love Finn. I love Finn, I, I, too. Good choice. I love, I love the idea that Finn's here we unique. have here we have a stormtrooper who was basically a conscientious, conscientious objector to what Kylo Ren was ordering. He said, slaughter this village. And he couldn't do it. He hesitated. And it freaked him out. And he goes back to the ship and he's kind of like lost. He's like, I, I need a breath here. I need, I need to think about this. And then Phasma is like, Hey, who told you to take your damn helmet off? You know? (laughs) And, you know, he gets back into soldier mode, but his wheels are turning. He's thinking about other people other than himself. He's thinking about the order that he couldn't follow. And it spins this whole thing inside him. And he becomes, um, first of all, a, a vehicle for, for another one of the heroes to escape. Um, but then also one of the coolest characters in these first two parts of this trilogy. Uh, he's so likable. Um, yeah. John Boyega as an actor is incredibly yes. underrated. Incredibly yeah. underrated. Um, I felt like in these first two movies, um, two people should have probably at least got Oscar consideration. And Boyega's one, and Mark Hamill's the other, to me. Um, I think they both put out incredible performances. Wow, um, that's quite a statement. Yeah. I, I, well, yeah. I mean... Keep in mind, I'm a total Star Wars fanboy, so you know I probably don't um, um, have a level head in regards to this. Um, but for me, I thought both their performances were at least worthy of consideration for the biggest award in their industry. I thought they were great, and Finn in particular as a character. Is is somebody I could relate to because he had this this humorous side to him. He brought a, a lot of wit, a lot of sarcasm, and um, and and he was the one that was that was like pulled. You know, he was like, uh, you know, why does everyone want to go back to Jakku? I'm trying to get out of here. <laughs> I, you try to get out and you pull me back in. You know that sort of thing. <laughs> We've all felt like that at some point. 
We've all felt well, like yeah. the outcast, no matter what group you're in. You know, I don't fit with the first order, and I don't fit with the resistance, and and I can't make it on my own either. Um, so, I mean, for me, for those reasons, Finn is a very compelling character, and he's very well acted. So, I love me some Finn. Yeah, I mean, Finn Finn is a great character and a character that we hadn't ever really seen before on Star Wars, you know, kind of coming from the bad side, although he's obviously an innately nice person, but then defecting. And I honestly think his character arc over the tr- the sequel trilogy has the potential to be one of the more interesting um character arcs there um just kind of his his turnaround from you know defecting from the first order and wanting to get away to then finally resolving to stay in the fight and fighting for what's right um so yeah no finn's great i love finn too he's definitely in my top 10 for sure well speaking about your top 10 What's your next choice on the list? Okay, Kat Ray? so wait, 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 wait. Was... I, I, I got a comment about Finn. What? I got a comment about Finn. Okay, oh. yeah, go, 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 go. Other than Han in The Force Awakens, I think Finn is the most uh, well-written character in that film. Mm. Everything you, we know about him, and John, and John, you the way you broke it down is a it's a perfect way of showing that everything about him in that film is visual storytelling. We're not told that he's an outcast. We're not told that he's having second thoughts. Everything we see him go through is visual with him. The way he's panting, the way he takes his helmet off. There's no exposition with anything. It's something we just feel. Which I think is like just... It's very show, don't tell. Yeah, exactly. Which is kind of the rule of... Yeah. Well, it invites the audience to feel what he's feeling. Without it totally. being like, without being told what he's feeling. In contrast to Ray, who's we're constantly being told what she's feeling, <laughs> told about her. Yeah. So that that was it. I just I just like, I think he's the most well written character besides other than Han in that film. He he goes through the most emotional, uh, constant emotional shifting. I guess. Mm-hmm. Is, is that a fair is that a fair statement to, to make? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I think so. So yeah, Finn's awesome. Finn's awesome. Totally. Cat Ray, who else is on your list? Okay. So Kanan was my number one, but the next two were in no particular order. Um <laughs> but I hmm? No, I, I left. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um my next favorite character, Disney era favorite character, is Kira from Solo. Mm-hmm. And I, I like Kira because she's complex. You know, there are a lot of layers there. She's had a really tough childhood. She's basically sold into slavery. Um, if you read the the books. Um, the solo novelization. Uh, she's basically sold into slavery and then sold to Dryden. And 
she works her way up through the ranks and then finally turns it around and kills him. And I there's something there's something that's so tragic about her situation um that just makes her story really compelling to me because even though she does manage to work her way up, she's still trapped. She's not free. Um, and maybe that's not really her goal, maybe, you know, but it's like, you know, we, we kind of don't know. It's all, it's all left hanging. And I just, her whole story and backstory is just fascinating to me. Um, and I love the way Amelia Clark played her. I love that, you know, she's, she does have some innate goodness, but she's also that, you know, tough as nails and she will do what it takes no matter what. And, you know, that does include things like, you know, basically lying slash betraying her former best friend, um, Han and leaving him. <laughs> did, you, did you just have her friend zone him? Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, I'm no, not. She totally friend zoned I'm him. not convinced that Kira was ever actually really in love with Han. It was as. Let me try this again. I don't <laughs> think just Kira had her was. Zone him. I love it. That's, yeah. That's no. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Kira was never in love with Han as much as Han was in love with Kira. I'll put it that way. Han got um, out of the friend zone in 12 parsecs. <laughs> <laughs> Poor and Han. And the hyperdrive broke. Um, but she's just like, you know, sometimes you just kind of want that, <laughs> want that sad, tragic character. And Kira, Kira is kind of that. I mean, we don't know how her story ends. I'd be willing to venture probably not happily, but we don't know. So, you know, could it could be anything. Um, but I just I just really love her. Plus she knows how to rock a cape, so like how can you not love that? That is really People in really capes mean a lot. Star Wars. That's for yeah. sure. Yep. <laughs> don't diss a good cape. Oh no. Thoughts on Kira, Adrian? Uh no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. Sorry. No. <laughs> I mean, you read hey, you read the books and and all that. You, you got more of a. I did. Yeah. I mean, I think you know, Kira is smart. She's ambitious. Again, like she she will do what it takes to get the job done. I mean, she's selfish, but you know, I think we're all a little innately selfish in our own ways. You know, I think she's a very human character in a space fantasy where a lot of characters, while we love them, are very idealized. You know, there's definitely, you know, Luke Skywalker, you know, the hero. You know, there's definitely there's definitely a lot of idealized characteristics, but Kira is very human, very flawed and you know, I think there's something there that that we can relate to. Would there's you... definitely a femme fatale mystery to her. That's that's true too. That we um w- at this point we're just kind of left hanging, so we get to come up with our own thoughts about her future and and where that lies, and and that makes it fun and exciting. Would you say I would maybe get a better appreciation for the character if I read the 
the stuff? I think yes. Um, I think both um, Most Wanted and the solo novelization give a lot more background on Kira and help flesh her out a lot more as just kind of being, oh, Han loves her and she's a pretty femme fatale, um, you know, also a badass, but, you know, she's just kind of... That's all I got from the solo movie, so... <laughs> Um, so I definitely think the supplementary, um, materials, <laughs> what are we in college class? Uh, you know, the books help delve more into her character and flesh her out a lot more. And so I definitely think that helped me. I mean, I was intrigued anyway, just by how her character looked, but I, I do think the books have given me a lot more appreciation of her. And I mean, I still would love to see where her character goes. I think we all do. All right. Adrian, what do you have for the next on your list? Um, since we're talking about supplementary material too, and enhancing a movie character, I'm going to go ahead and go with Jen Erso from Rogue One. Ooh, okay, Ooh, I like right. Jin. Yeah, me too. What made you pick Jin, Adrian? Um, honestly, I think it does have a lot to do with a uh, catalyst. Um, oh, okay, because that's very that's very young Jin. So, so I I I read Catalyst before Rogue One uh, came out. Mm-hmm. I made I made a thing of it, and I it's one of my favorite Star Wars novels. I absolutely adored it, and um. It really establishes very unique, uh, not unique, this very close relationship with uh, Galen and, and Jin, his daughter. Everything mm-hmm. he did was for his stardust, right? Yeah. And I don't, I don't know why that just kind of it resonates with me. It, 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 it hits me right here, right here, right here in the heart. <laughs> it's, it's a very close relationship that's torn apart at the beginning of Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Right. And what that does to Jin herself as a character, it makes her kind of detached, kind of bitter to an extent. Very hard. And she's raised as a extremist too, for the most part. I haven't read Rebel Rising mm-hmm. yet. It's on my shelf. I plan on getting to it as soon as I'm done with my you, challenge. You should, yeah, you should read it. I'd be very curious to hear your thought because I've read it. Yeah. Um, and I'd be very curious of to hear your thoughts. Of course you did. I know. <laughs> of course I did. <laughs> Um, but I would be very curious to hear your thoughts on Jin. Cause I also help that. I mean, I think a lot of people thought her character, you know, there's kind of that common complaint that the characters in Rogue One weren't fleshed out enough. And I think, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think again, the, the, the books do help flesh, especially her character because she's in, you know, cause she's kind of the main protagonist anyway. Um, you know, help flush her out a lot more too. And how she kind of got to be between Catalyst and Rogue One, you know, how she's kind of shaped and made into the person that she is. And I think that's why I, I love Rogue One so much, despite those uh, those flaws awesome. with the film itself. Just because the opening scene of Rogue One in the theater, I'm like, oh my God, that's Krennic. He, he found Galen. There they are. <laughs> Right, Mira. I, Mira was a character in the book. She wasn't just a, a fridge woman that got 
shot off in a couple yeah. of opening minutes, right? Yeah. So I I, I went in all with an uh, an attachment already to these characters for the most part. Mm-hmm. So spoiler: when Galen kicks a bucket uh, on Edu right there with, with Jin, as soon as they get reunited after all these years, and he, and he eats it, I'm like, oh my god! Of course. I'm like, wow, that sucks. But because I know just how important that was for both of them, it made her sudden acceptance of the rebellion resonate with me more. She's in it now for her father. He wanted to take this Death Star down. The the thing, basically, that tore her family apart before it even really existed. It, it's a personal thing for her to, to do it. She's on a mission to avenge her family for the most part. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, the rebellion was real for her dad. It's real for her. And I, I, again, that just really resonates with me somehow. It's I, I like the relationship between Galen and and Jin and hmm. yeah, and her connection to to uh, her connection also to the uh, the extreme side of the rebellion. Yeah, right. So. I, th- I think is is also a piece that. Um, maybe we hadn't seen before that really makes her interesting because she's she felt to me like she was in between both those uh, dichotomies, you know, the the really extreme side of the rebellion and the political side of the rebellion, uh, underground side of the rebellion, whatever you want to classify that as the organized part of the rebellion. I, how would you frame that? Yeah, the. uh Proper I rebellion. Say, I was gonna say resistance. It. I mean, so <laughs> they were. I mean, the alliance. I guess you could just the yeah. alliance. The rebel the alliance to the restore extremists. the republic. That's yeah, the official they thing. Were, yeah, so. they were the alliance okay. to restore the republic. So okay. So then you got the extremists, so, right? So she's she's kind of she's a fringe extremist who is uh, basically told by. The alliance, you got to come and and solve this piece of the puzzle for us. Well, I mean, she started out as the extremist, and then she right. kind of gets abandoned by, and then tries to forget it all until she's drawn back in. And I think that's right. where that kind of like trying to, right, yeah, balance. You know what used to be her desire to take down the empire versus not being involved. Um. Being involved, getting back involved again, just because of her father, being pulled yeah. back, being pulled in. back in. Yeah, yeah. But accepting against her, her will, forgetting Saw's extreme ways and methods, and adopting the more um, controlled, the more uh, I don't, I don't know how to frame uh, phrase it, the not so crazy ass way that the Rebel Alliance <laughs> operates. She's not a terrorist. I mean- She's not an extremist. She adopts yeah, her father's th- view of take them down from the inside. Yeah, I think I think the other thing that makes Jin really relatable, um, and I like Jin too. I like all the characters. Like I could find something to like about pretty much everyone. Um, sure, absolutely. But I think one of the things that makes Jin feel really relatable is you know when she's first brought in. 
to the Alliance in Rogue One, you know, and they ask about her father. She's like, well, I try not to think about it. You know, he's dead. Exactly. You know, I, like to th- I, that, I like to think that he's dead or whatever. That says, hurts. That line. And then, and then the fact when she learns that he's not dead, I think, I think all of us, to a certain extent, um, you know, if we, if we happen to be lucky enough to have good relationships with our parents, you know, I think, I think, you know, that, that hope starts to kindle inside of her that, you know, someone that she loved, you know, that she's tried to forget and put behind her for so long. And you, you can see that hope kind of be rekindled in her. And I think that's, you know, a very human, um, emotion to have, you know, that, you know, someone that you've lost or, you know, had to let go that then they, you know, might come back, might still be there. So I always liked that moment where she kind of starts, you know, with Saw and where, yeah, I guess where it becomes real for her because of her father. And, you know, uh, just to build on that, it's a pretty, uh, unique type of relationship as far as star wars is concerned because it's actually a good father they like each other they actually like each other and they're not trying to kill each other or or what have you point yeah so it's kind of refreshing to see like a healthy relationship like that like Django and boba like Django and boba we got we got a taste of that yeah but Jin's better than Boba Fett. Let's be honest. Oh, totally. Yeah. 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 yeah man. Way, more, way more complex a character. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah. Jin Erso. Right. There we go. I love her. Jin Erso, absolutely. I, I think, again, one of the better written characters. And, and hers more so in a complicated way than. Um, yet still relatable. It's very complex. She's a very complex character, but still easily um, relatable to anyone that watches the film. And um, and I applaud you for choosing her. Very good, very good job. Thank you. And a quick shout out to Anja Jopes. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that uh, on Facebook for showing Krennic some love. I, I, okay, I, I, I like that. Nice. Krennic is yeah, a bit I of an underrated character, I think. how to rock a cape, so... Uh... Hell yeah. <laughs> gives, gives Vader a run for his money we... with that cape. Yeah. I think what we might do, if it's cool with you guys, is um, give a lot of shout-outs before we reveal our consensus number one. We'll uh, we'll give some shout-outs to people who, uh, who commented on Facebook. We got great response on you know, a few different Facebook pages in regards to this topic. And um, so we'll get through our nine and pause before we get to 10 and give some, some other mentions. How's that? Honorable mentions uh, that were brought up on the Facebook page. Sound cool? I can dig it. All right. So for me, my next one um, in this, this is probably going to, come across as a shot across the bow to some fanboys. Um, but it's not intended that way. For me, one of my all-time favorite characters in the Disney era is Rose. And I, I know that I know there's some people that are 
probably pause in this maybe forever at this point, but hear me out, okay? <laughs> Rose is us. Rose is the fans. Rose is the one who, um, you know, up to this point has had zero recognition in any of this, uh, has not been involved directly with what's going on, and um, is closely related to it because she, you know, she works for one of the sides, and her sister even is a hero in this to some degree, mm-hmm. but she's just a worker bee, and she gets starstruck when she meets one of the heroes of the rebellion of the resistance. You know, she's us. She is an avatar for each and every one of the Star Wars fans out there, and. On top of that, she's just so lovable and so positive and I thought very well acted, in fact. Um, man, Definitely. I just love Rose. I love me some Rose. She's adorable. She is an avatar for the fandom that I'm pretty sure we can all agree on this. She is an avatar for the part of the fandom that embraces the values Star Wars tries to teach. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I think I think what I love about Rose is that, you know, she's she's the every person like that's like you said, John, you know, like she's all of us, you know, most she's of working us, class. Yeah. You know, she's, you know, head down works. She does her job. She's not famous, you know, but that's her life. And she does it and she does it well. You know, she's smart. She's dedicated. And. And then, you know, she takes her responsibilities very seriously. Yes. And then and then through the course of The Last Jedi, you know, she kind of starts out as the starstruck. I could never be like that. You know, even even in even the books, um, you know, her she looks up to her sister Paige and Paige is the one that's like the doer. Right. You know, right. She's on the bomber. She's, you know, like one of the heroes. And. And that's not Rose. But then as as we go through The Last Jedi, you know, she ends up stepping up and becoming one of the heroes. And saving taking a charge hero. And saving the hero. And so, you know, it's a nice, you know, we see we get to see her grow over the course of one one movie. And again, you know, that could be any of us. Like we we all probably in our lives have the opportunity to step up and take charge, even though we might just think of ourselves as, you know, the lowly worker bee. You know, one of the biggest themes in the sequel trilogy is anybody can be a somebody. And Ray, I think is like the main uh, point for that, but I think Rose is a better, uh, better option because she's not a Jedi. She's not a, like you said it, Kat, she's just an everyday person. Yeah, who had this huge effect on this huge moment at the end of the film. So anybody can be anybody. Anybody can help or do anything. So that that is like part of her appeal to me too. Anyway, I mean, I, I love Rose too. So without a doubt, without a doubt, I mean that's that's one of the things, one of the values in her that that I love best is that. She, you know, her dedication to the cause. She's all in on this cause. And 
any capacity that she has to help further this cause, she's doing it. Whether it's working in a an hangar, making sure nobody uses the escape pods, to flying a <laughs> rickety old ship that could fall apart right underneath her, and helping save the hero and take down uh, the First Order. Um, I mean, she's cool. She's just a mechanic, and, and she did all that. And and, yeah. and and it it hurts me that she's so misunderstood by a certain vocal segment of you know our our fellow fans um because i feel like they're i'm not missing something i feel like they are you know what i mean i think you're right yeah. i mean again you know as as you've said you know i think rose is rose is really relatable and rose is rose is us and um by over by overlooking her, you know, you're missing out on that. She's plus also she's plus she's also one of my favorite Funko figs on my desk. I have her right there next to my <laughs> monitor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cat Ray. Give us oh, back to me. your final final favorite well. Disney era Star Wars character. Lay it on us. So, lay it's, like it, yeah, it's Boba Fett, right? It's Boba Fett. Yeah, no. it's totally Boba Fett. Boba Fett? No. Hell no, it's not. <laughs> I hate Boba Fett. Um, uh, so, I decided to dig deep for this one and go a yeah. little obscure um, just because I can. And I picked a newer character. Um, I've been catching up on the Poe comics. And as I was doing that, there was a new character introduced, and her name is Suralinda Javos. And she comes in, she gets introduced in episode, or sorry, not episode, uh, issue, woo, issue seven of the Poe comic, and then drops away, and we don't see her again until <laughs> sorry the lights just went out in this ironically um, the lights went out when you said see see you um, don't see her in your life we don't see out. her again for another 10 issues but <laughs> she she i love her like you know if i could <laughs> i would like want to meet her in person and hang out with her because she's so badass she was in the she was in the um wow the new republic navy with Poe, she quits that, becomes a journalist, and is kind of actually almost like Jin in the sense that, like, she knows the First Order is, you know, happening. She's actually, her whole thing when we are introduced to her is that she is trying to get the scoop on the Resistance and find out about them. And... You know, she's very kind of like, I'm not picking a side, you know, I don't want to be caught up in this. And at the end, she ends up realizing she has to take a stance and she decides to join the resistance and gives everything up and is like, I will do whatever you want me to. And when we see her again, she's literally doing the lowest of the low jobs. She's scrubbing the fresher and... um. And then is called upon to use her journalistic talent, reporting talents to kind of help sway the the new republic towards supporting the resistance. And she's just completely 
badass. She's not a human character. She um, is an alien species, and I don't know if they actually say what species she is, but she's a species that can spit poison. And at one point, she and Poe are captured, and she totally takes down, like, five guards. (laughs) So anyway, she's a complete badass. She's She's a Dilophosaurus. Yes, yeah. <laughs> None of them were yellow, wearing yellow coats, but that would have been a nice touch. Um, you know, so she's 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 badass. She's smart. She has a lot of initiative. Um, and again, you know, she she's someone who was trying to take a neutral stance and kind of trying to keep her head down and not really pick a course, and then ultimately was like, no, I need to step up, kind of like Kanan. Um, you know, and said, no, I need to make a choice and I'm going to fight for what's good and what's right. And so now she's involved in trying to help bring the First Order down. And I haven't finished the Poe comic yet, so I really hope that she survives <laughs> because I'll be really sad if she dies at the end of that comic ish, <laughs> the comic series. Um, so I hope she doesn't. And I'm not maybe going we'll- on Wikipedia to find out because I was like, oh, maybe I'll do a little bit more reading. And then I was like, no, you still haven't finished reading that. So I was like, I'm not. Gonna. So I hope she doesn't die because I really like her. And it would be so cool if we saw her. I'm sure we won't. But if she is not dead and popped up in episode nine as like helping recruit more people in the resistance or something that would be pretty maybe we'll see her in the cartoon series resistance that would also be be pretty dope and i would be totally down with that so oh oh well well on that so cat you're you've been reading the poe comics as you as you just mentioned um yeah talked a few episodes back about how doing so might help enhance resistance to a degree has that yes. been happening to you or um not yet i mean i guess in the sense that like you know that poe and black squadron are out doing things because the first you know so many issues of the comic you know i'm not it hasn't it where i am so i'm only on like issue 20 right now and i think there are 31 issues and it hasn't actually caught up with TFA and The Last Jedi yet. So, I mean, it gives you a sense of what else is happening with the re- within the Resistance and, like, missions that people are going on and kind of what's, what's happening elsewhere. I don't think there's anything that's really specifically tied into the show yet. Um, off the top of my head, if somebody knows otherwise feel free to call me out on twitter or something um (laughs) but but so far um i mean i think it just you know it's kind of one of those things where it helps you get a better sense of what's going on in the galaxy rather than having like a direct tie-in with the show but we'll see as as the issues get closer to tfa maybe there is something there um i can't say for certain yet though sorry it's okay I forgive you. But anyway, I would totally I would totally <laughs> encourage people to read the Poe comic because not not only are there characters that we've already been introduced to, um Poe, Snap, other people, um 
you know, but there are new characters and new villains and it's it's fun. So so Surland of Javos is my obscure third favorite pick. And that's a that's a solid pick. I mean, I, I haven't read the Poe comics yet, but I I love that we've got this influx of other sources for current Star Wars information. We've got, you yes. know, we've got comics, we've got novels, and we've got video games as well. Which leads <laughs> I, me to ask Adrian, oh, who is your next choice? Set up, though. Leading question. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> oh, that was as subtle as a, a truck game. coming right at me. Yeah. <laughs> spring the trap, Adrian. Spring the trap. Meep meep. Meep meep. Well, yeah, it was a, a video game. So, uh, over the course of this podcast, I realized that my next favorite Disney era character is almost like an anti version of Jin Erso. Their names even oh. sound similar. So uh yeah, my, my next pick is Aiden Verzio from Inferno Squad and Battlefront 2 campaign. Oh, you're... Another complex uh female character with an interesting relationship with her father. Yeah. <laughs> so go figure. I, I just <laughs> realized that right now. Uh Inferno Squad is a response to Rogue One, pretty much. Uh so what I like about Aiden is that she 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 almost she has like a a thin like arc where she is just com she she's on the other side right difference here though is that she is committed she believes in the message the Empire uh, uh preaches right she'll do anything for the Empire she does it well but she's not a bad character per se she has the respect of her colleagues she she's you know what I mean? And everything she does, too, yeah. is kind of, like, fueled by her relationship with her father. Mm-hmm. For better or for worse. Oh, oh, Star Wars and everyone's healthy parental relationships. Right? No issues there. <laughs> yeah. But she's just not this cog of a stormtrooper, either. Like, once she starts, like, not agreeing with, you know, what her missions are, especially after the... It's Operation Cinder, specifically, that she's like, well, what are we doing? You know, we're going to Vardos, like her home planet, and we're going to mm-hmm. destroy it just because the Emperor's pissed off he died. No, this isn't what I believe. The, the, the Empire is about peace and, and order. This is not peaceful or orderly. No, we're not doing this. And she she pretty much just like opens her eyes to that truth. Took her a while, but she, she she's just a very determined uh, character with a lot of conviction. That conviction changes over the course of uh, her life um but i don't know i just find that compelling again it, it just keeps going back to her relationship with her father uh, john you played uh, battlefront 2 you know how that works out yeah yeah god it's such a good game such a good game such, such a, a good game. cool story in the game great story in the game not a cool a great, great story. story in the game the novel inferno squad was fantastic it was that yeah. was such a good read 
again. It makes just, me sad that I haven't characters. played the game. Yeah. <laughs> you can watch the play the Let's Plays on YouTube if you want. The Battlefront yeah. 2 movie, quote unquote. Yeah, the Battlefront. I should do that. Maybe I'll do that when I get home. It's fun. You should do it. I. You know what? I might just do it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's been I, a year since I've seen it, you know? Uh, yeah. We're close to it. I can't. So, Adrian, you totally, you brought up Aiden, and I was like, ah, how can I, like, completely forgot about Battlefront. But that, yeah, the whole Inferno squad and Aiden in particular very fascinating and you know it kind of you know kind of mirrors that like good people with strong convictions who you know become part of the empire and you know we also see that in um lost stars the book by claudia gray um which features another character in the empire you know similar um it's just a, it's a fascinating perspective to see the changes that happen as you know events get replayed from the other side. Um, so I'm glad. I mean, it seems like Aiden has had a really huge impact, and I think that's really awesome. And it makes and me I enjoyed sad. Inferno Squad. It makes me sad that we haven't gotten more of her. She's one of those rare Disney era characters that. We've seen like their entire arc already. We, yeah, we we've explored it's it pretty all well. Outside of yeah, but it's all outside of the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's pretty. It's pretty unique. How many other Disney era characters have we've seen? Like complete their thing. Kanan. <clears throat> Kanan. Okay. Yeah. Jin, I guess too, to an extent. Yeah. Yeah. Although I still feel there's a lot of meat there. There's there's a lot more yeah. to Cassian. We know that. Uh, a lot more to Cassian. <laughs> oh, yeah. We haven't seen, like, that's barely scratched the surface. I mean, right. We just see the end part. It's going to be, it's gonna be a slow show of, if there isn't much more to Cassian. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's going to be amazing. Sure will. Yeah. Prepared to put Cassian is like my uh, Dryden Voss. We've seen his whole story. <laughs> Dryden Voss. <laughs> well, yeah. So I didn't versus you. How's that for my obscure character pick? That's awesome. Good job. No. That's a good pull good. too. Because as soon as you said it, I was like, "Oh yes, good pull." I love that because I love that character too. And I'm like, "Oh, how could I forget?" And I'm glad you didn't. Tip of the cap, good sir. I did forget, and I hate myself for it, but... But but you remember, and remember. that's what counts. Right, right. And I didn't see her either in any of the of the pics on the Facebook uh, posts, so... Right, yeah, Let's yeah. See, I gotta show good Aiden, point. Adding some love. Come on. Mm-hmm. Everyone forgets well, about the video games. Well, for my final and my, my first, actually, because I went in reverse order from you two... Or different order than you two um, <laughs> is Ray. Uh, that's that's for me. Ray is my favorite Disney era character. Here we have a character that we're introduced to as a scavenger who's literally alone in the world, trying to make her way, um, 
getting portions of food doled out to her for scrap pieces that she has to buff up and clean and stuff. Um, One quarter portion. And, and then before you know it, she's on the journey of a lifetime, coming out of nowhere, and is now thrust into the story that we all love and adore. Um, and, and it's all pardon the pun, forced upon her, <laughs> although she's reluctant about it. Um, but she she evolves through the first film, Force Awakens, and really kind of is, is set up as a super powerful character in The Last Jedi and has an, a nice story there as well. And... And here we are. I mean, she's she's the hero of of this trilogy. She is it. This is this is her story. This is her journey. Um, and other people are on this journey with her, and other people are on this journey against her with her. But this is all about <laughs> her. And and again, we have an actress who, when she cries. We feel her tears. And when she laughs, mm -hmm. we laugh with her. And, I mean, just kudos to the casting of, of the characters in this new trilogy. They have freaking nailed every single one. So good casting, especially the, um, uh, the people who we know very little about um, prior to coming into this. My goodness, they've they've delivered, and in in my eyes, Ray is the one that delivers the most. Uh, she she just absolutely crushes every scene that she's in. You can't help but root for her. You can't help but wonder about her internal mystery and the path of her story and how it's going to turn at the end. Um, my gosh, we've got a we've got a great character in Ray. Yeah, I mean, well, I kind of let you have Ray. No, she was. You kind of let me she, have Ray. She was on my list. Um, she was on your list, and, and as I, soon as I you do, I mean, I what's not to love about Ray? I mean, yeah, as, Daisy as soon Ridley as... just brings such an infectious joy to oh, the God, character yeah. and kind of delight and. I mean, from her first introduction, you know, we don't even see her face. You know, she's she's got her mask on, and yeah, the music kicks in, and like, what's not to love? I love Ray. Yeah, yeah, she's her perfect. She's is, adorable. Her theme is incredible. I, I, it is one of my new favorite uh, Star Wars themes. Mm -hmm. She has yes. an amazing motif. My, it's my iPhone. My, it's your my, iPhone. My ring. It's my. It's my ringtone. On my phone, <laughs> which cool. is an iPhone. I don't know what I was trying to say. Uh, <laughs> no, I got it. I got it. I, I my favorite thing about Ray is how every character she interacts with for an extended period of time ends up changing dramatically. Like she has an effect on on these people. She makes them more complex. I see that. I totally see that. I hadn't thought of that, but you're right. Everyone that she spends significant time with is affected by her. 
in one way or another. And at this point, too, she's also basically Chewbacca's daughter. And that, I, I love that, the father-daughter relationship they got going on. <laughs> <laughs> you, all right, honey, I'm going to drop you off at your date with Ben Solo. I'll pick you Kyle, up. Uh, yeah. I'll pick you up afterwards, okay? Be safe. Don't do anything smack I wouldn't. Him, smack him if he gets handsy. Uh, right. <laughs> Chewbacca's plus, like, I got you. We, plus, we get... Probably the ultimate badass character in um, in all of Star Wars. I think she's the 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 most badass. She's also at times the most delicate character. Oh yeah, and um, and that 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 difference in her makes her just so appealing. I don't know, man. General Hugs is kind of kind of delicate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did any <laughs> did anybody uh, pick Hux as a favorite when we put this out on <laughs> I haven't seen Facebook? Any, I haven't seen any Hux. Actually, wait, no, there, I think I saw a because couple. I I feel like there's definitely a certain segment of fandom online that really enjoys Hux. He is not one of my favorite characters. In fact, I can't wait to see he and Kylo like bitch fight each other in Episode Nine. But <laughs> backstab, backstab each other. Um, I have a feeling that's going to happen. But I feel like there's a certain segment online that is really, really likes Hux. I think I might have seen like one or two Hux gifts scrolling through all of these. So, yeah, yeah. No, there, there, there's going to be some love for for general hugs. For hugs, I definitely saw hugs in there. Um... I just can't seem to locate it at the moment. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's there's a lot. People have Star Wars favorite characters. Who 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 knew? Who and they knew? have opinions. That's crazy. oh, here we go. Here we go. In Star Wars, what? No. Here we go. Uh, Not possible. David Foss, Hux or DJ? Very unique. Uh, Ooh, picks that's there. a that's a very unique combination. It is right there, and I do um, see the appeal. For DJ, really? See, like there, I feel like there are very few Star Star Wars characters like I actively dislike. DJ is one of them. You're supposed well, to you're dislike them. You're not. You're you're not really led to uh, actually supposed to, to love yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's that's. A I good mean, job he's right there. He's but definitely he, interesting. He drops some of the most profound. Knowledge in the last, some of the most profound knowledge in Star Wars and in, in the Last Jedi. That is true. Like yeah. that is true. He's he's there for a short time, but in that short time, he he says some stuff. It's stuff that gets you thinking. <sighs> Let me learn you something big, or whatever he says. They blow you up today. You blow them up tomorrow. Hey, I'm I'm, I'm gonna kill you for this. And he's like, maybe I don't know. You could be right. It's like, wow. He he's, he he says yeah. some profound stuff. Character, I mean, you know, whatever. But I do like what he's, I do like what he's putting down. And allegedly, you know, his name DJ stands for "Don't, don't join. join." Don't pick a side in this. <laughs> he's also basically uh, uh, the ghost of Christmas Future or whatever for for Finn. <laughs> like this is what I could yeah. become if I don't. Yeah. Right. He's the yeah. So that's that's why I can see the appeal for DJ. Not that he's fair like, enough. Not that he's in my top ten or twenty or anything, but 
No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, I I see what you're saying, and I and I agree. I see. Uh, you know, other people who have mentioned um, uh, things that we haven't really covered too much. Um, I'm going to slaughter a name here, but I'm just going to go with it. Make it sound sound right. Andrew Shurik, the Ghost Crew, and Falcrum, uh, Falcrum um, mentioned there. So, yeah, I totally agree with that. I love the whole, all the Ghost Crew. Um, lots of other people. Uh, Kayla Baker, Enfys Nest. Oh, yeah. Enfys Nest mention. is a good one, too. Mm-hmm. Speaking of another character, I think we need to get more of. Um, Definitely Enfys Nest. Absolutely. Um, I mean, a, a lot of people that like some of the ones that, that we've covered already. Um, lots of Kylos, lots of Rays. Um, a couple of says the Somebody says the Millennium Falcon. Come on. <laughs> Doesn't count. <laughs> we all love the Millennium Falcon. It's, Come on. It's like uh, one of the first ships we learn about. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, that's cheating. Um, yeah, it's che- yeah, that's that's it's not a legacy character. Of, it doesn't count in our yeah. <laughs> and you know what? A though- uh, special shout out to like the two people that picked uh, Kaz. Yeah, two people picked Kaz. All right, two people picked Kaz. Yeah, so uh, Douglas uh, Stokes on that's Facebook. That's awesome. He even spelled it out completely, Kazudo Ziono. Like he he put out the full name. So props, mm-hmm. everybody. Right, and nice. I think uh, I think Ryan on who's on Instagram just commented a uh, Kaz, all nice and proud. Nice. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm I glad, mean, I'm glad he's resonating with people. Yeah, and, and I mean, uh, I... Sh- shout out to Brian Ox for K two S O, who I had originally on my list until uh, Ray became available. And so uh, <laughs> K2 like was on my cards. list, too, at one point. Yeah. 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 Yes, in yeah. fact, I think I picked up K2SO from you. <laughs> and and then when, uh, yeah, I, I, I dropped K2 when, when Ray became available. So, I, you know, we've, we've, got, we've got a pretty solid list here. And we've got some very solid, um, you know, additional mentions, honorable mentions. But what we haven't done, folks, is talk about our consensus all-time number one character since Disney has taken over the Star Wars universe. And before we do, before we reveal that character, let's just run down our top nine uh, as a recap. So in no particular order, we have Jin, Finn, Kanan. Aiden, Rose, Kira, Sarah Linda Javos. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> Ray and Kylo. Do, That's do, a pretty darn good list, do, folks. Do, do. And what but, makes me love that is that look at all these awesome ladies that we have. Like if we were doing you know this what? OT, it'd be like Leia. Leia. <laughs> right. Yep. But, but here's here's um, something I noticed. Here's something to add to that. Um all three of us picked two ladies and a guy on our lists. Did we? So Adrian, you have Jin and Aiden and Kylo. 
Right. Um, I have Finn and Rose and Ray. Whoa. And Cat Ray has Kanan, Kira, and Sarah Linda Javos. It's like <laughs> so our list is dominated by new female characters. Whoop, 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 whoop. That makes me happy. And oh, all three of us have two gals and a guy on our on our personal lists. That's kind of cool. That was trivia thing. not planned. Um, but that, that was not a good call. That's no, it wasn't. The, it's I the think way it, it just kind of shook shook down, you know. Yeah, it's almost like I, we have stuff in common. That's <laughs> well, hmm. even even more than that. I think it just goes to show how much the Disney era has expanded the galaxy, and we do have a lot more characters to pick from. I mean, the prequel trilogy definitely helped build off the OT, but now even, you know, more so the sequel trilogy is expanding the galaxy. Again, I mean, I guess we're poor EU, which got slashed <laughs> to smithereens. Sorry, it's Mary Jade. It's still Le- there. Legends, yeah. It's all still there. And it's you know, it's slowly being reintroduced. Just True. wait your turn. Wait your turn. Other, <laughs> your turn. other than Leia and Mon Mothma in the original trilogy, name name a female character. Baru. Baru. Thank you. <laughs> Good list, <laughs> everybody. She's, she's like the only one. <laughs> uh, that's I mean, it's it's really sad when you go through and try to count like how many women have individual lines in the original right. trilogy. And it's like four. Baru, right. some unnamed rebel tech in ESB, Leia, and right. Mothma. And there, yeah. was, and there was that female yeah. pilot in The Last Jedi who had a male dub over her voice, too. Yes, yeah. That's yeah. odd. Yeah. You're right. Wow. Obviously from an alien species. <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> Where the females sound like males. Right. I, I have a joke for that, but... We'll say that here. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> all right. The time has that. come. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't surmised already, it's now it's time to reveal the Fans of the Forest podcast all time number one favorite character since Disney has taken over Star Wars. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Shall we say it on the count of three? One, sure. two, three. BB-8. BB-8. <laughs> that was terrible unison, you guys. Hey, John Sorry. and I were in unison. Cat was all late. <laughs> we could fist. It's because it's a consensus. Yeah. <laughs> I could, but will I? <laughs> Probably not. Hmm. <laughs> BB-8, that's right, BB-8 is our favorite. And Cat Ray, tell them why. Oh, who, me? (laughs) I was like the one that was like, really, really? No, I do love BB-8. Because he's adorable, I mean, what else do you need? He's sassy, he's cute, he can do thumbs up. 
He's round. <laughs> uh, I love his relationship with Poe. He's like a dog. The, cu- the cutest freaking thing ever it's like a is puppy. the relationship that Poe and BB-8 have. I mean, can I just? That's like one of the things I love in Resistance. Is like whenever Poe comes back and BB-8 like freaks out about that because he loves Poe so much. It's like, oh, that's like okay, so freaking sweet. Star Wars hot take right here. Poe and BB-8 are the Shaggy and Scooby of the Star Wars universe. I love it. I love that. (laughs) Is probably not inaccurate. (laughs) Like an ABB-8, man? Would you like a BB-8 snack? (laughs) I mean, I don't... Yeah. Poe's maybe a little bit more on top of it than Shaggy, but... (laughs) (laughs) But I can, I can dig it. I can dig it. It's a, it's the the relationship. Oh my god! Zoinks! I love it. I love uh, that. Is a big takeaway from this podcast. (laughs) Nice. I mean, I just love that. That's like the best thing ever. I know he's so cute. Yeah, sorry, Bucket Chopper, but no. K two, K two, the number one. K two is like a close Buckethead or whatever his name is. Yeah, Bucket. Just Bucket. Just Bucket. Bucket. Come on, come on. I think the only one that comes close is R two. Yeah, but he can't be on this list because he's not Disney era. Well, no, he is now, but wasn't created. Well. Doesn't count for the purposes of this episode. Sorry. That's right. In, Absolutely. In the we can go back and question. pick our pick our favorite legacy characters later. I think we probably already have. Yeah. Probably true. I'm sure we've gone over that. Yeah. <laughs> In the see. course of our let's many see. Cat discussions. Ray, Padme, John, Han, and me Kenobi. Right? <laughs> I have yeah. Right, but right. I mine has changed. Oh. Is it Luke? No. No. Is it Boba Fett? Chewbacca. Boba Fett. What did I name my dog? Chewie. Chewie. Chewie's officially got to be my favorite character because I named my dog Chewie. Should have named your dog Dengar. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Definitely not. He's like the worst bounty hunter. I mean. (laughs) You don't know. You don't know what Forlom's all about. Kate Cat Cad Bane <laughs> would have been a better uh Cad Bane's pretty cool. Mm. Or um The Clint Eastwood of the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or or yeah. Embo or somebody. Or a sing. <laughs> or a sing. Yeah, I'm not too big on or a sing. <laughs> Antenna head. <laughs> Antenna head who just who got killed off screen. Don't by call don't call shuffle. names. Don't call names. <laughs> she got pushed off a cliff and died. Uh, sorry if that's not Star Wars politically correct to call Aura Singh antenna head. I don't think so. <laughs> the lady has an antenna on her head. It's derogatory, John. Is it though? Or is it factual? I don't know, probably both. Okay. <laughs> All right, and with that, folks, what do you say we wrap up this glorious ep- episode of Fans of the Force podcast? Adrian, tell the good people where they can find us. 
The good people can find us on the Facebook, the Twitter, and the Instagram at Force Fan Podcast and our website, forcefanpodcast.com. That was super dramatic. I know. <laughs> that was cool. Thank you. And, and where can they find you? And they can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Blue Lab Pro and my website, bluelabpro.com, where I am concluding. The 365 Movie <laughs> Challenge. Woohoo! Woohoo! Dude, I'm starting to have anxiety about you getting done. I mean, Oof. like, I want you to be free. Come on, you've only got a little over a month to go. I'm like 34 movies away now. Oof. Wow. wow. Oof. That's insane. Oof. You're woof. I get my life back in 34 days. <laughs> <laughs> now now what you need to do is write a book about the experience. Uh, the man who watched a movie every day for a year. I'm sure I'm not the first one to do it. Yeah, but you might be the first to write a book about it. Ooh, I might be the first to do a cinemagraph for each of them. Yeah. You now probably you have to put are. it together into like a movie on YouTube or something. Yeah. Like a flip book movie right. or something. You know, I'm going to look into that. 365 cinemagraphs. Yeah, ooh, you ooh, is that ooh. a record? You ooh. might be the world's first person to do that. Huh. Let's call the Guinness Book of World Records. Get Adrian in it. That's why I like right talking now. to you guys. You guys are good people with good ideas. <laughs> <laughs> it's your idea. Ooh. You even pointed it out. But you led me down that path. I told you to write a book. <laughs> I didn't know it was the Guinness Book record. Well, uh, well I have no well, idea. Wait, we got some stuff to talk about after after we're done recording. All right. right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cat Ray, go. Cat Ray, where can people find you? Oh, uh, people can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cat Ray. Let's talk about Poe comics and <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> the Star War. The Star War. And people can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that John Fred, and on my Facebook page, John K. Frederick. That's going to do it for another fun episode, our top 10 favorite Disney-era Star Wars characters. Thanks for listening, everybody. Of course, um, do communicate with us on our social media. We love hearing from you. And if you have more ideas for shows of this podcast, please submit them. Ooh. We're always open for exciting, fun ideas. Uh, once again, thanks totally. to Ryan for the question, and uh, stay tuned for our. I don't. What are, we, are we calling it a season finale? What What are we doing? Just last official episode our, of the year. Yeah. yeah, our our last official episode of the year, at where we're going to talk one year countdown to episode nine, and have some fun. Have some um, fun. <laughs> Have some fun. A lot yeah, of fun. I'll leave it. <laughs> a lot of fun. Uh, plus a special <laughs> announcement uh, for for y'all that like free stuff and games. And then maybe one little surprise before the year is out. We'll see how that plays out. But yeah. All right. Yeah. We, we, we're not done yet. Sounds exciting. I'm excited. Are you excited? We're all Very excited. excited. Woohoo. Yeah. All right, that that'll do it for uh, for this episode, folks. Again, thanks for for listening, and um, may the force be with you, and then some. Also with you. <laughs>
Bye, everyone. Bye, guys.